Well, hey, everyone. We wanted to uh, get you in on another Game Source podcast. It's Gerald, better known as Yes, Elvis Lives, and it's another beautiful evening in paradise, I might say. Um, I've got a crew together the, uh, tonight of Sam. What's up, guys? Better known as Seventh Valkyrie. I've got Bryce, Ponosaurus Rex. Hello, world. And Corey. Um, do you want to say, do we say GA-77-er or Gatter? <laughs> or? Gatter's fine. Gator's okay. fine. Oh, that was supposed to be Z's. No, no, they're T's. Yeah, I thought guys, it was Gator. Then. Don't, don't you guys know Lee at all? Come on. <laughs> oh, I need that. I feel stupid. <laughs> well, the major press conferences are going to be happening over the next 48 hours. Uh, we're on the verge of actually technically Wardy in E3 because Nintendo had a um, hurried, quick, uh, uh, quickly gathered together press conference um, from mainly, I think, it was televised from Japan with uh, with the president overriding it, um, Satura Iwata, and he basically was saying that some of the small, newer features of the Wii U, um, I guess, some things that may not be really touched over in the uh, the press conference per se. Um, Guys, um, it sounds like all you guys got caught the press conference, um, which included, you know, the fact that one good thing I want to say is that it's going to come out in not only white, but black simultaneously. It's not going to have to wait a couple years, you know, actually, what was it, three or four years into the life cycle before they brought out black? I think it was three. Is three okay? Um, they're going to be brought out simultaneously when it's released. Uh, the gamepad, the actual controller, is actually been redesigned. Uh, some of the new features on it is that it actually will be able to control your television, uh, which before the podcast, Bryce said he really likes a lot. So you, like you said, you don't have to lose it. Um, twin sticks, actually better comfortable grips. Uh, the sticks are actually a little bit better spaced apart. Um, and also as well, there's also going to be an option for a Wii U Pro controller, which is going to actually, I could say it's going to very closely resemble, um, a controller on another console. Um, if you take a look at it, um, also as well, they, they touched on briefly, he touched on briefly the Miiverse. Basically, what that is is that's going to combine the best of both the 3DS and the Wii U, um, as far as the integration of an of a online service, and so you can see where all your friends. But basically, you know, that's going to be something that's integrated there with all your Mies and whatnot. Something that already, again, Xbox and also Sony have done to a larger extent already. Um, I saw a little bit of a clip that made me think that maybe new Super Mario Brothers might be uh, maybe a launch title or a, a title that's coming to the Wii U very shortly in the into the life cycle. Guys, with just the small amount of things that they brought out, um, do you have a bigger interest now in the Wii U, or is it still something that you have to see a lot more of? Um, Corey, I'm going to send it to you first. Um, personally, I, I'm... I'm not any more excited. I'm actually kind of laughing quite a bit seeing the uh, the Pro controller. Like it's it looks just like a 360 controller, but they moved the buttons. And, and, they, and remember, it says Wii U on it. 
and it does say Wii U on it. I'll, I'll give them that, but it's I, I kind of laughed when I saw it. So <laughs> I actually have a picture of it right now, so I'm kind of laughing too. Nice. <laughs> Bryce, what are your thoughts on it? Do you, does it make you want to buy the Wii U any any sooner, or do you still look look to see any more? Do you need more to see on it? Uh, well, the tricks it can do are nice. But I'm more of a gaming type of person and not a tricks kind of guy. It's nice to have a a giant universal remote control. That'd be a an interesting feature to have. And then it's basically a, a Wii and a DS mashed together with higher graphics. That's what I think it is. It's it seems that way to me. But uh, I need more more games to uh, come out, not some hipster uh, playing with zombies and talking to grandparents. I know that would be interesting. That as uh, well, I, actually, I want to say that for Nick because Nick had some uh, really distinct thoughts when he saw the zombie part of the program, which, by the way, you can see on our E3 page. Uh, the full uh, video press conference in its entirety on our E3 2012 page at yourgamesource.com. Sam, leading it, uh, let's go to you as far as it. Are your expectations changing now on the Wii U, or can you tell us in detail exactly what you think is going to happen with their Wii U press conference coming up on Tuesday? Um, to it. I mean, I'm a broke college student to begin with, so I wasn't really in a rush to get it in the first place. Um, as far as the conference goes, my my I have one one hope with this this that uh, for E three is they have one more chance to change the name. They have one more chance that E three they could be like surprise. It's not called the Wii U. It's called something that isn't stupid. So I would like be, the name of the console to be that something that isn't stupid. That'd be fantastic. I mean, we I mean when the Wii first came out, everybody's like, oh, it's dumb, and made a bunch of pee jokes. But, you know, and then people, you know, then there's the iPad and everybody made the pad jokes. But the Wii U is just like, what, I don't know what it's supposed to mean. Like, it's a Wii for you, as if, I guess the other Wii wasn't for you. I don't know. I'm, you know, rambling now. But that's my big hope. <laughs> is that, like, kind of like Bryce said, like, I'm not really impressed by this new technology. I'm re- more interested in the game. So once they have a more solid game lineup, then maybe I'll be paying attention. But... That's my one hope with E3, is that they change the name. Well, now, since we're on the verge of E3 uh, and all the major press conferences, um, the first one that's going to come up is Microsoft. And, Bryce, uh, what do you, you know, I know some things have already leaked out regarding the new Gears game and things of that nature. What are your ex- expectations on, on what you think the Microsoft press conference should be? Um, that's a big question, isn't it? Uh, what it should be is amazing because that's what I want it to be, something that's going to blow me away. What it probably would be is a lot of promises for the next console coming out, maybe some some details, maybe a, a trailer or something for a teaser. Uh, there'll most definitely be something big for Halo 4 and maybe more than a still frame for Gears of War. But um, right now, it's, uh, it's anyone's game right now. There's a couple of good things that each conference can give. I don't want to rant. Yeah. Well, uh, no, that's that's a good point. Um, I know with the Microsoft press conference, they've they still got hopefully another few tricks up their sleeve. But Corey, uh, like I said, the Gears uh, game that's being done by the Bulletstorm team uh, that was actually leaked out to the public last week. 
um, with what Microsoft is going to bring to the table tomorrow morning. Uh, what are your thoughts, basically, as far as it's concerned, what are your thoughts on, on how um, the games themselves are going to play out, and do you think it's going to be still a major focus on Kinect? Um, I, I would say yes, that they, it is going to be a, a major focus on Connect, especially with the EA games that will be coming out, because I know a lot of the EA, or pretty much all the sports games will be having Connect features on them. But uh, I'm personally really, really excited to see the Halo 4 stuff, and really excited to see the new Gears stuff. And I know that if Chris was here, Chris would be all up over that Gears stuff, so... I know, I know we'll both be really excited to see something like that. Sam, um, seeing as how you uh, are such a huge Microsoft fan yourself, what do you think Microsoft should do in order to take the show at E3 this year? I just want to say on that note, I am, in celebration of this podcast, I'm wearing my Xbox pajamas. So I came prepared. But with Microsoft, um, the Gears of War, when I heard about that, I was super stoked, and when I found out it's going to be, well, at least in the teaser, it showed um, Baird and Cole, and Baird is absolutely my favorite character, so I was really excited about that, because um, when I heard it was a prequel, I was uh, I thought they might do Aspho Fields, which is the um, the book that they wrote, which was the war before, and had like Dom and his brother and Marcus like when they were younger, and I thought they might do that, but um, that's really the biggest thing as far as the console goes. I don't. Do I don't think, want them making any kind of premature, like, so oh, hey, we have a console, but we're not going to tell you anything about it, kind so, of thing. So you don't want them to do the old, okay, and the last minute, you know, the last thing they show before they walk out the stage. Oh, by the way, here's the 720. Have a great day, type deal, right? Yeah, like if it's if it's that ready, then by all means. Then if they if they are prepared to do that, then do it. But I don't want, oh, we have something on the way, but we don't have any details for you yet. If they don't have anything, they don't have anything, and they shouldn't make it look like they do. Just because that there's the Wii U is going to be there, and we, I know we haven't gotten a Sony yet, but you know Sony's probably going to do another console. I don't want them to just jump on that bandwagon just to, you know, just to jump on it. I think they, if they're not ready, then they shouldn't do it. Now, Bryce, do you want them showing the 720, or do you think they should hold off on that till next E3? I think they're their hand pretty much forced to do something on it with the Wii U here and uh, maybe talks about PlayStation 4. Uh, there's some rumors floating around that, but I think they'll probably hint at it. Maybe they'll do something to the effect of what the Wii U was last E3, and it was, well, here's this new thing we're making, but we have absolutely nothing for it. We just want to get you excited for it. And, Corey, um, retail sales are now down, oh, I'd say, 30% from last year. I'm, I mean, we're coming to the end of a life cycle. Um, all three, you know, the Wii, the Xbox 360, and the PS3 are now what, all six years old. Uh, at the very least. Now, do you think it's time for for at least one of the big two, meaning Sony and Microsoft, now that Wii U is showing its uh, Nintendo showing its hand with the Wii U? Do you think it's time for them, to, either one of them, to show their hand on a new system? Um, I, like how Sam said, like if they're not ready, then don't show it because they're just going to set themselves up for failure. But like I do say, I do think that the the consoles are coming to their, the end of their life cycle. They are, they definitely are 
because the consumers are definitely changing. So, like, as soon as um, they come out with a new console or new concept for it, you know, it would be, be very beneficial for the, the gaming uh, market, but not until they're ready. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, one thing I thought Sony has made a mistake on is releasing a lot of stuff in the past 90 days as far as new games that are ex- Mr. Diablo. Actually, that's not me. I know. That's Corey. I can see his uh, his screen floating on the air. <laughs> Too funny. Um, I just wanted to say, now that... Um, where was I? Oh, with the um, games that have already been released, uh, you know, information on, you know, God of War, uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Do you think uh, Sony needs to do something else in order to gain the upper hand for this for this fall season? Um, Corey, um, do you think maybe besides The Last of Us, do you need, think maybe need, there needs to be something else like maybe Uncharted 4, Infamous 3, something else that hasn't been leaked to the public yet? Um, I I would say that they need to focus on on the Last of Us, like have that come out and everything, and not focus on too many things at the same time. Do you think that's a game that's going to be able to be a cornerstone, like Uncharted, like God of War has, like like even to some extent Killzone um, for the PS3 for for a fall season. I would say so. Like from everything that I've seen, it's been it looked really good. I'm personally, even though it is only on PlayStation, I am pretty excited to see uh, what they have to offer. Bryce, now, Sony's done a lot with the PS3. I think it's a very competitive system, in my own opinion. Um, I think it's an outstanding value, but even at 249 But most market uh, industry analysts seem to think that it needs to go even lower for this holiday season. I know on the one day... Um, Black Friday that it went 199 for a PlayStation 3. It sold extremely well. Uh, do you think that should be something standard going forward, and that Sony should make a commitment on a price drop? Uh, definitely. Uh, right now, everyone owns a PS3, and the people who don't own one are most likely the people who can't afford one. So this late in the console's life cycle would be. Very beneficial if they dropped it to as low as they can before they start releasing the next consoles. Now, Sam, um, I have a question for you. Still staying on Sony, um, as we're concerning the Vita. Now, obviously, we haven't seen you know we've seen the sales that haven't been the most promising so far. Um, I think it's a good system. I think it's workable and has a lot of potential. But going against the handhelds. Um, as far as the in the marketplace with the with the Android and iPhones that are out there, it's, I know it's hard, very hard to compete. Sam, what do you think that Sony needs to do with the Vita uh, come tomorrow, actually Monday, um, in order to you know make their statement and cause that Vita is something people should consider for the holiday? I think the trouble they ran into with the Vita is it's a very powerful piece of technology. Like, you know, when it was coming out, they said, this is like a handheld PlayStation, like play a PS3. It's like a console. This thing is so powerful. And I think they really held true to that promise. A lot of the games that came out for it looked great. They handled great. But the problem, I think, with it is ah, it's a really powerful piece of hardware. But like you said, um, with Android and iPhone and everything, it's a totally different group of people. People who play games on primarily on their phone 
you know, if I'm going to say use the word casual because, you know, angry birds, tiny wings, stuff like that. You can't compare that to the power, like the games that come out on the Vita. There's just no comparison. It's apples and oranges, which is why I think this type of like the handheld I'm doing air quotes. It's not fair to do because there's no longer just handhelds. There is your little 99 cent iPhone game. And then there is a, a Vita, a $50 Vita game. So I think as of uh, like tomorrow, like E3, like all that stuff, like I want to say that I want them to play to their strengths because the Vita is something great. But the more they try to single out that audience, it's just it's not big enough. And I think that's the problem. So I don't I don't personally have a recommendation for them. I wish I did. But I actually do. I actually have uh, two suggestions. Price drop as well, both the PS3 and the Vita to 199, and a demonstration of a Call of Duty game on the Vita. I think that would get a lot of people interested in the game because the game is supposedly already in production. So, Bryce, do, do you agree or do you think the Vita is a lost cause at this point? Uh, nothing's a lost cause if you show off the right game to as many people as you can. So, if they do a Call of Duty, that might actually breathe, breathe some life back into the Vita. As well as a price reduction. Now, I also heard there's an Assassin's Creed Vita that's uh, being developed for it um, with an all-new Assassin for it. Corey, do you think that's something that might gain some interest for you in the Vita product? Or is it something that that you think is just not going to be up to standards and something that, you know, that the Vita, they need more titles such as that before you start really seeing, you know, decent sales on the Vita as a whole? Um. I would I would say like for games like that people would mainly want to play it in the house rather than in hand. That's just like my my point of view of it. Like if I was to play something that complex or that like deep and into it, I would rather sit on my couch and play it instead of sitting on the bus and playing it. You know. What about the PS3 integration? Is it something that that you think is actually going to work out or is it something that you felt is uh like me might be something of a gimmick that might never really come to fruition with games being integrated with it Corey, i would i would have to say that once they have more games to do it because i know like as of right now it's just mlb 2012 the show right is that the only one that can do it at the moment pretty much um i believe also as well one of the fighting games can do it too uh, they did have also another game that was being uh, one of the uh, download-only games that can do it. But yeah, for the most part, they do not have a robust library for the cross-platform games. Yeah, because I know like the, the show is the only one that they're really, really pushing for in the commercials and everything for the, cro- the cross-platform. But even then, but even that has issues because you can't during. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you can do it during an actual game. You have to actually wait until your game's over, and then you could take the same game, your save game, and then transfer it over to Vita. Is that correct? I, I believe so. You'd, I know you have to be able to save the game, and most sports games you can't do it in the middle of the game. See that that leads to problem because the crossplay was led to believe uh, that you could go ahead during the middle. Of, let's say, hey, oh. I'm late for work. I got to go on the bus, whatnot. And, um, but I'm in the middle of a game, and I can take it with me. Now, Sam, do you see something as far as that's concerned? Uh, maybe a new feature, or an app. I know YouTube is being announced for the Vita. 
Um, do you see anything else that could be added that, that might make the Vita more interesting? Um, I think the portability aspect is really important because it's like if I'm at home and I have the option of playing my Vita or my PS3, same game, you know, I'm going to play my PS3 just because it makes more sense. But um, with the Vita, what's really important is its portability. So I think anything that helps that, I like, like, I know with um, my PSP, which I have, like, you could kind of, you could technically turn it off, but your game would still run in the background. So when you, when you powered it back on, it was exactly where you left off, and you didn't technically have to save. But um, I think just portability in general is something that they really, really need to drill on, because... If again, if you're at home, then you could just play your PS3. So. Well, I know it was mentioned to me by my wife that that she thought an e-reader feature app might might and should be add, added to the Vita, and think that it would be extremely valuable to those actually purchasing the system or interested in the system because of the beautiful touchscreen that it has. I think that would be actually really cool. I, it has the, all the capabilities. I have, you know, and Sony has an e-reader out there already that's not quite as attractive as as the Vita's. So I don't see why they implement that at all. How but, much would it even cost them just to like plug it in there? Like I feel like that wouldn't be that hard. It wouldn't be that hard, and especially then, if they already have the technology for it. Exactly, you know, and the only thing they would have to really is the cost of an app, and that's really minimal. Because people are still buying the books from Sony. I mean, they're, you know, Sony's still getting a cut or whatever, you know, that there is they're buying. So I, I don't see why they haven't added that in, or haven't added that in already. Um, Bryce, I want to touch on one more thing before we get to the final segment of the round table of doom. This is our E3 2012 late preview show here, um, podcast number 34, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Bryce, I want to talk a little bit more about um, PC games um, because I know some, a lot of free-to-play games and PC MMOs will be out there. Uh, a lot of games that are going to try and touch on the Diablo craze because I know you know both you and Corey were were or are playing it at this point in time. Um, what do you think you would like to see coming out of E3 in concerns of uh, PC games? Uh, the one PC game that caught my attention was um, Otherland. It was a it's a free to play MMO kind of virtual reality storyline where you jump into different portals per se. That'll be different kind of types of games. There's a very vast space one, a medieval one, a dinosaur one. I think there was. It's actually very beautifully done too. I I just came across it the other day. Um, that's probably the biggest PC MMO game that caught my attention. But for anything to compete with that, I would say Star Wars 1313 will probably be a big PC thing. That's true, but also be uh, something very good on the consoles as well. Yeah, yeah. It'll be consoles as well. Now, Corey, uh, what are your thoughts on PC gaming? Because, like, you know, with uh, Dota 2 coming out, um, that's on the landscape, and there's actually more uh, great PC games on the way. Is there anything in particular you're looking forward to for the PC as well? Um, not so much on PC. I'm looking more forward towards the uh, the holiday games for the consoles. Like, I, I honestly I haven't really been looking into the PC games at all. 
Fair enough, because PC games, the only reason I say that is because PC games have dramatically increased not only prominence but sales over the past two, three years when, when a lot of people thought that the PC gaming market was, was dying a slow death. Um, Sam, I just want to ask you one thing before we ask the, get to the final segment on the Roundtable of Doom. Sam, your thoughts, because you were an avid SWOTOR player, um, do you see anything that you would like? Do you, is there anything you would like to see at E3 that's in that same mold, or do you want to see uh, Bioware, you know, t- you know, maybe introduce a new expansion that's just going to blow away uh, and get people back into SWOTOR? I think that a new expansion would be amazing to release, or at least announce. I know the has a, has the new WoW one come out, the Panda one, is that out not yet? yet. It's in beta, but it's not out yet. Okay, so they've got that to compete with. So I think if if any time is a good time to at least announce something new, now would be an absolutely wonderful time to do it. Because I know a lot of people, including myself, you know, I played really avidly in the beginning, and then I kind of slumped off, and I'm like, eh, this $15 is a lot for a game I don't play that much. And I eventually kind of, you know, stopped playing, which I think a lot of people did. I know they took a really big hit. I think we talked about this last time, or last time I was on it, that they've taken a big hit on their subscribers. So I think... People are just kind of waiting to see what they do, so I think they really, really should announce something just to try to get people in, at least interested again. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and I know Bioware has really not had the best years when we all thought this year would be very promising for them. So it's uh, it's been kind of a difference uh, on what we thought would, would be going on for them. Um, so uh, as we uh, close up shop here on the round table of doom, our E3 2012 late night preview, um, I ask you guys, guys this and just want you to go and, and think about it in detail. I want you guys, I, w- I want to know your thoughts on E3 and how you want it to all play out. I know you guys come up with some great scenarios so far, but basically how do you want E3 to play out? Uh, for the over the next 72, 72 hours, basically. Uh, Bryce, I'll start with you. Mm, another big question that would cause lots of rambling. Um, well, I like to ask those big questions. Yeah, uh, it's hard to articulate such a, a question exactly what I want. Um, I would hope that this E3 would focus less on generations to come and really try to figure out what they want to do for the rest of the year. Announce games that are going to come soon, and uh, announce maybe some better technology that's going to come sooner rather than later. Maybe upgrades to the Kinect and the Move. Uh, maybe show more prominent games for the Wii U other than uh, Mario Wii U, whatever that's called, because that's most likely going to be the the game they're going to focus on mainly. And just just. Focus on this year rather than everything that's going to come out two years in advance at you know the 2014 E3. Corey, what are your thoughts? You know, you're actually going with me uh, to get to E3 this year in Los Angeles. What are you hoping to see, and and what are you hoping to hopefully get out of E3 this year as we uh, make our preparations towards uh, heading to E3? Like I said on the last podcast, like as long as I get to see gameplay footage of Halo 4, which I'm almost positive that I will, I'm gonna go home happy. That's that's all I want. Like more than anything, just show me Halo 4. Show me that. 
There you go. Our star from our your your other podcast. Uh, which I know you'll be doing another episode very, very soon. Um, Sam, and I'll leave it with you. What are you hoping for for E3 this year? Um, what are your expectations? And, and what do you hope, uh, you know, as a true gamer um, with, with both Bryce and Corey, um, as, as, you know, astute gamers that all three of you are, what do you think uh, you want to see, you know, as a whole from E3? Well, I took, since, you know, I went last, I took the past, like, couple of minutes to, to really think about it because I had time. Um, I, I realized I want really different things from the different companies. Um, for Xbox, um, I definitely agree with Bryce as far as, like, staying in the now. I don't think they really need to announce a new console, so I don't think they should unless they're, like, really far ahead on it. But I just, I, w- I really want just a solid game lineup from Microsoft. Like, you know, Halo, like, uh, Gears of War. And just maybe some surprise titles, like another Fable, not the Connect one, like a real Fable. Or just like things like that, just a really solid game lineup, just things to look forward to. Because I feel like the list of games you know, like that are going to come out isn't really that long, for me at least. I know there's Bioshock coming out, Halo coming out, and more that I'm sure I'm forgetting. But you know, just a really solid game lineup from them would be all I'd really want from them. I don't want a new console. I already have an Xbox. I don't need to spend hundreds of dollars on another console. Um, on the opposite end, for Nintendo, I would like to see really concrete details of the Wii U, just for them to show we know what we're going to do, here's exactly what it's going to be, because I think they're far enough along where they can make that kind of announcement, and then also, you know, solid games for that, which would be great, because they're kind of putting all their eggs in the console basket, and I'd like them to maybe shift a little bit and put some of those eggs in the game lineup basket. And then with PlayStation, or uh, Sony, if... Just maybe some more details on their uh, their new console if they're ready for that. I just, I don't want anything that's not fully prepared, honestly. And I think that Sony can kind of get into what they want to be or like what they're going to do with everything. And then maybe a, a safety buoy for the Vita, so hoping that that doesn't go under. Maybe some new announcement that'll get people excited about that again. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, uh, I think that's going to conclude the late night E3 preview podcast, uh, podcast number 34 from us here at GameSource. I want to thank Corey, Bryce, and Sam for joining me, uh, Gerald, Yes, Elvis Lives, uh, for this podcast. Now, if you are listening to us right now and you download it off our site at www.yourgamesource.com, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes on the Your Game Source channel. Um, Bryce and Nick have also sent out messages today, their friends, um, regarding covering, you know, going to our Facebook, which is going to have all the latest updates, all the latest info. Um, you can go right there or go to our front page on yourgamesource.com. That'll also bring up the Facebook page if you like us. Our E3 page is going to have a lot. Our yourgamesource.com YouTube page, um, yourgamesource.com, is going to be spelled out, the entire word. Um, basically that's going to have constant videos from the show floor. We're going to have a ton of videos out there, interviews. Um, we're getting a little bit of backstage knowledge of some games, uh, that, that most of the public won't be privy to. So we're really fortunate and thankful for that. Um, also as well, get, catch us on Twitter, um, at game source, and you'll be able to get all the latest info right from the show floor. Uh, so that's it for me, Gerald. Yes, Elvis lives uh, with Sam. Uh, good night, guys. Bryce. Have a good night, guys. And Mr. Corey. Sleep well, guys. 
All right. You guys sleep well. Unless uh, you're watching this while driving or listening to this while driving, then don't yeah, go to sleep. Don't sleep. There you go. I, I will not be held accountable for anything that happens in your sleep. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Well, we still got some more podcasts, and we're gonna have a lot of podcasts for, for the uh, from the show on the way to show. My gosh, we've got a ton of stuff coming out. So watch it all, listen to it all, read it all uh, from right here at your game source and yourgamesource.com. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have a great evening. Hello.